Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Audience Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Hewitt from Castos. In this episode, I'm joined by Rock and Zach, the founders of Squadcast. Uh, for those of you who don't know it or don't already use it, uh, Squadcast is the remote recording tool that we advocate and use for every episode that we record here. Uh, it's a fantastic tool for recording really high-quality audio files for remote interviews, such as for podcasts. And in this episode, I talk with the founders, Rock and Zach, about why they started Squadcast, what the what the journey has been like so far, and what problem they're trying to solve in the podcasting market. Uh, then we get into a little bit of the discussion about what, what constitutes really great-sounding audio. And using a tool like Squadcast is definitely a part of that, but there are definitely other things that can contribute to really great-sounding audio and can take away from it. So we, we kind of toss around both sides of that coin. And we wrap up with the discussion of, of kind of what they're seeing in the podcasting industry as a whole, and especially now with, with COVID-19 and the coronavirus pandemic that is affecting all of us. It's a really kind of interesting take from their perspective because they see maybe a little bit wider perspective uh, than we do here just at Castos. I hope you enjoy this episode with Zach and Rock from Squadcast. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm Rockfelder. I'm the co-founder and CFO of Squadcast, and uh, you know, have the pleasure of having uh, a good friend of mine that I've known from high school to, you know, approach me with this idea to uh, be a software company that helps uh, podcasters and and audio content creators at the moment, but just content creators in general uh, create high quality content. So uh, when he, you know, when my partner Zach asked me about that, I was like. You know, this is a fun journey, and here we are, three, three, almost four years later. Um, so I don't mean to steal your thunder, Zach. Who are you? <laughs> no, that was good. I, um, I'm Zachariah Moreno. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Squadcast and uh, and CTO as well. So um, I am laser focused on you know executing our mission of connecting creatives in new and meaningful ways. Um, thankful as well, like Rock shared, to have an awesome partnership and team supporting us supporting the podcast and creative community so yeah, we focus on building technology that uh, empowers people to connect from anywhere in the world and record very high quality content and uh, we have some very unique ways of going about that and you know really uh, really exciting plan for taking that into the future Cool. So uh, we use Squadcast. I've been using it for several months now, and it's kind of the way to record really high-quality audio. And I think for me, a lot of people uh, come to us and say, hey, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm just going to use Zoom and record it, and it's going to smoosh it all into this really highly compressed, low-quality single-track audio file. And I say, please don't. (laughs) Please don't. That (laughs) That is maybe the worst thing you can do for for the quality of your audio and, th- and there's a lot of small things in that one kind of statement there about like please don't because xyz and zoom mm-hmm. is a fantastic tool for teleconferencing and we use it just like you guys probably do all day every day especially now like with coronavirus and and being home uh and disconnected from folks but can you guys describe in your own way why the need for squadcast absolutely yeah and um you know, we asked, we started by asking ourselves that same question because we don't want to spend our time or waste other people's time with, uh, you know, kind of working on a problem that's already solved. Um, and we really saw an opportunity in that that problem. Um, and I'll clarify that is being the, the quality of the content and kind of having a tool for creatives 
to connect, yes, remotely, much like you would on Zoom or Skype, but for the intent of creating high quality content. And there's not really a great answer out there for that um, before Squadcast. So that was kind of, even to us in the beginning, we just kept assuming this is a solved problem. Podcasting has been around for a minute now. Like we got to be missing something. And we just, you know, we're students of the medium and uh, really just try to take, uh, you know, a fresh look at everything in the landscape. And we just never really found the answer to that, to that problem. And, and the more we talked with the podcast community, we're very grateful to have a lot of uh, validation and support and community in, um, in the podcast space. So we just try to be really great at listening. And um, that has really led us down this path of, no, this is an actual problem worth solving. There's a real opportunity here. And uh, to, to your point about you know, the, the remote kind of conversation platforms that are out there like Zoom or Skype... You can record the audio from them, but I think, you know, coming out of a background in government, it's more for like meeting minutes and posterity and the person who was out sick, things like that. Um, Not really for like a million listener audience. So that's really, I think, the difference there is if, you know, people talk a lot about the intimacy being a strength of podcasting as a medium, and that's absolutely true. But if the quality is low, you're sacrificing that intimacy because of the amount of time. Like we're talking about long form audio. So it's very fatiguing to listen to low quality audio for an hour or two. Uh, Rock, to, to kind of get in the weeds, because like this show is all about creating really high quality content. And, and there's a lot of pieces to that. You know, there's there's what it actually sounds like and there's what you say and the story and all these kind of things. As you guys are talking to to content creators and you obviously have a platform that can record really good sounding audio, but but what comes into that platform and that's in, in the mic you use and the place you're in and things like wearing headphones affects that a lot. C- can you talk about some things that you guys have seen either contribute to really good quality sound or contribute to, to really bad quality so, so folks can kind of stay clear of those? Absolutely. Well, I mean, one of the things for us was uh, when we first started Squadcast, we were fans of podcasts as listeners. And so, you know, from that standpoint, we had already experienced the magic of podcasting. And so when Zach kind of approached me with this idea, it wasn't, it was very easy to get excited about, even though, you know, I hadn't necessarily experienced these problems firsthand because I had yet to produce a podcast at that point. Um, But, you know, one of the things that I found out was very interesting as we started to engage with the community a lot more at different local meetups uh, or uh, industry events was, um, you know, everyone wants to focus on the on the the hardware, the gear, the microphones, the um, the headphones, which is fun. You know, I get it. They're 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 awesome toys and and they definitely help you sound good. But one of the things that's been blowing my mind is there's so many other things that don't involve hardware and they don't even involve software that actually can, can contribute to having better sound quality. So, for instance, one of the things I've learned is like mic technique is super important. And someone like me who, you know, is talking with his right hand a lot, but notice how this left hand is staying stationary. <laughs> I had to learn that because both of them were, were, were always moving around. And, and you know, I don't want to, I, I want to continue to be me and let that be heard to our listeners or to your listeners. But, you know, also I don't want to give any opportunities for poor sound quality. So mic technique is uh, one of the big ones that I heard of. And then just other little stuff like, you know, being mindful of the room that you're in. Uh, for instance, I'm, I have a towel on my table right now uh, to kind of help s- absorb some of the echo that can be created from that. You know, a lot of people, uh, even even the great uh, Ira Glass is recording in their closet these days um, because it actually works. It absorbs sound. So there's a lot of 
little things that I just don't think people think of, which is, is right. I was right there with them when I first got into this, but everyone wants to focus on, well, what, what's the mic? What's the mic? And it's like, you know, the mic's obviously going to help you sound good, but you know, you don't really need a lot, especially at first to sound pretty darn good. And like, there's a lot more things to focus on because, uh, another thing about podcasting we learned and, and that uh, Zach and I always talk about is how similar starting a podcast is to starting a business. A lot of the activities are very similar and there's a lot of hats you got to wear. And so, you know, don't waste time focusing on stuff that, you know, can be easy. Just get the, the ATR 2100 or whatever it's called now. Uh, get the the Q2U by Samsung. Um, they, you, they're probably backordered on Amazon, unfortunately. Um, so, you know, maybe this is bad advice, but depending on the time you're hearing this, you know, those are great mics and don't overcomplicate it. So yeah, stuff like that. Uh, is that is that what you're thinking of? Is that what you've experienced, Craig? Yeah, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of that. And I'm laughing because I think all three of us are using the ATR 2100. <laughs> no, no, uh, we have no promotion deal with them. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I, you know, I learned this week, I, I don't know if it's discontinued, like they have a new model yeah. uh, that's like USB-C. Um, and I've heard some kind of mixed reviews on there. Uh, I, I personally want to try out the Rode NT Micro. I like their stuff a lot. And it seems like a really good mic at a quality price point, like a hundred bucks or something like that. But I think that's, yeah, that's, that's kind of the thing I preach a lot is like, you do not need a preamp. You do not need a $500 podcasting setup to sound pretty good. I mean, this mic is five years old yeah. and I'm, I'm not Ira Glass, but it certainly is good enough. And I talk about like, you, you need to be above this bar, right? Yeah. And like this bar, if you have this mic or a, a good mic and you use a good tool and you're in a good location, you're going to be above that bar. But, but there's a lot of things that people do, and the mic is part of it, and the environment is part of it, and the recording tool is part of it that can create really bad quality audio that's just impossible to overcome afterwards. Yeah, if, if I can uh, interject for a second and expand on what you both are saying, it's, um, we often have conversations with our customers, and you know, the way we put it is you know, we're partners in quality. We can't plug in your microphone for you. I can't put your dog in another part of the house. But what we do do is we make sure that your audio is completely untouched by us. We want it to go from your mouth to the to the file that you download and nothing is stepping on the quality in between. And uh, I think that that plus reliability, you know, is uh, with with some of these considerations of how to be, you know, an effective podcaster and capture quality audio in the real world. Um, there's some similarities also to like um, you know, of course, we're a technology company, but it's kind of like Uber, where it's a, it's a technology company, all that stuff. But then at some point, you are doing something real in the real world, you know, and that's where the microphone and the equipment and the environment come into play. So, you know, it's it's a, it's pretty interesting dynamic. And, you know, there is a bit of ownership there um, on both parts of the, uh, you know, uh, us as Squadcast, but also the individual creative. And we do everything possible to set people up for success in that in that regard, even including education. So I'd be curious to hear you talked about being fans of podcasting and then getting into one, uh, presumably about the time you started the business. Uh, I would love to hear, as people really in the weeds of podcasting, what kind of surprised you about that whole the whole process of podcasting? You, you could take it first, Zach. There's a lot, right? <laughs> That's a great question, Craig. I'm excited. <laughs> well, Rock introduced me uh, to podcasting as a medium um, way back, and I am... Um, I'm addicted to learning. I don't know any other way to put it. Um, and podcasting became a really efficient and quality and awesome new way to take in a lot of information on a variety of subjects. And, 
you know, I've since kind of refined this idea towards like, it's like a step towards personalized education, uh, if it feels like to me, kind of uh, choose, choose your path through, uh, through whatever content. And there's so many great people making great content that you can learn a lot. So, you know, that is still true uh, of everybody on our team today. We, uh, we're fans of podcasting kind of fundamentally. And it's even a constraint for people that we're bringing onto the team because we, we want that to be kind of a cornerstone of our culture. So being rooted in that place really extends into empathy for our customers and for the community. And really, these podcast interviews and conversations are very important. And every, you know, every guest, if you're doing it well, every guest is probably, you know, kind of a higher profile individual. And the stakes keep keep raising, right? So that is uh, very important to us. And we don't take that lightly. So being fans first really extends into empathy. And, uh, and then, yeah, to answer your question fully, what surprised us was the, the level of care and dedication. I think um, when we came into and openness of the community, I'll add. We came in as relative outsiders, and we felt a little bit weird and audacious for thinking we could help in some way, in any way, even if it's a small part. And um, that's why we kind of took a position of just trying to ask the right questions and listen. And, um, you know, we sponsored Podcast Movement as kind of a first step towards listening to the to the community and kind of helping to kind of uh, shake out some of the ideas that we had in the early days. And um, we were really terrified uh, of that because we knew nobody uh, walking into, you know, Anaheim for that that year's event. And it's three days and it's a big investment and we're a self-funded startup. And luckily it was in California so we could drive, uh, you know, but it was terrifying. Uh, I don't know a better word, but, you know, I'm glad that the team was there together because if, if that had just been me solo or maybe even Rock and I, it, it's, you know, we, glad we had the support, but... It took about two minutes before we realized that, oh, this is not a valid fear at all. The community is so open to new ideas. They're looking for solutions to these old problems. Nobody's happy with kind of the current state of the art. Uh, they're just using it because it, it, there's not a really a better option out there. So that's really, I think, what was the biggest surprise to me. Yeah, and if I could weigh in, um, that was certainly a huge surprise and a, a, a tremendous relief for us as we were, you know, first dabbling uh, our toes in the in the podcasting industry. But I think all in addition to that was just how deep and niche it got. I think, you know, when we had that booth at Podcast Movement, you know, we learned about Glenn the Geek, who has the Horse Radio Network and has like, I don't know how many shows, but, you know, apparently he does pretty well just talking about horses and all things horses. And like, you know, so that was mind blowing. There was another guy who, you know, he, he, his business is a, is a, a cemetery or mortuarium or something like that. And his podcast is about counseling people on how to deal with grief. And it's kind of a lead gen for his business and just see, seeing those connections and just that stuff or, you know, um, the host of the sleep with me podcast, Drew Ackerman is a good friend of us and, and bear, you know, local Bay area native. So we get to, you know, have breakfast with him on occasion. Can't wait to, we, we can do stuff like that again. Um, but you know, his podcast is essentially designed to make people fall asleep. So he, you know, suffered from insomnia and was looking for a way to cure it created this podcast to help himself fall asleep, found out there's this, all these other people that, you know, he can speak to. And 
he's putting them to sleep and it was just like, and then they support him on Patreon pretty much. And he lives in the Bay area on a, you know, and is surviving and thriving out here. And I'm, you know, I'm, I don't know if he's driving a Ferrari or anything like that, but you know, to, to see that that's what this is, that there's these people that, you know, just have a creative idea and have the the gumption to just do it and follow through with it. And then there's these, the listeners on the other end who are willing to you know, support it and just are really craving this content. It was, it was mind blowing to me and I had experienced it a little bit on a personal level, but you know, just seeing how deep it went, I think was pretty eye opening. Cause sure. I went deep on the tech topics or the, the history topics or the business topics, but those seem pretty general to me compared to like, you know, horse carriages, like podcasts where it's just talking about carriages, like not even like, you know, it, it was so specific and thriving. <laughs> yeah. So that was, it, it was just, it, Incredible. It was incredible to, to learn that. Uh, I'd like to kind of pivot the discussion into like industry topics now. And you mentioned Patreon, uh, which is something that's kind of near and dear to my heart is listener supported podcasts. And it's it's somewhere that we're taking this platform uh, is, is what we call premium podcasting, uh, where you have you have a podcast that might be free and then you have another podcast or a part of that podcast where some of that content is paid. Nice. Um, kind of similar to the the Patreon model where people in that in that instance kind of choose to support people but but what what is y'all's take sorry i'm from florida i say y'all and and when there's two of you it's y'all's what is your take on yeah listener supported content membership podcasts that that whole kind of genre i think it's awesome and you know we are in service of professional podcasters and uh, a lot of people are looking to make that transition from this being their passion project to being full-time and nobody empathizes with that more than I think the three of us because we're bootstrap SaaS founders um, and you know I'm pretty sure we have made that similar transition into startups rather than a podcast but I think that's to Rock's point where there's so many of these similarities so we understand that very fundamentally that Um, podcasters are looking to go from a passion project to full-time and professional, um, or it's in service of their business in some way. Um, Again, to Rock's point about, you know, being kind of a lead gen, uh, potentially. But in Squadcast kind of uh, land, I guess, uh, we're on the the flip side of podcasting, where where Castos is on uh, on the publishing and distribution and consumption um, you know, monetization and listener supported content. Uh, that is, you know, an area that I think is ripe for innovation. And I'm glad that you're doing that and contributing to to the podcast community and medium. So we need to have you on our show between two mics where we talk about some of those things. Um, Sounds good. And look forward to that. Um, but uh, on the on the flip side of that, in um, kind of the production half of the equation, um, we see all the time listeners asking their host uh, to to try to improve the quality through comments on social media engagement uh, on uh, apple podcasts and comments or anything like that so content content is king for sure um, but but quality really helps you know build those long-lasting relationships and we see that dynamic playing out between listeners and creatives and their guests. There's also been some research done on kind of how credibility is tied to quality for the guest uh, that you're having on your show. The listener perceives them to be more credible if the quality is kind of above that that line. And, um, mm. you know, we see these dynamics play out on the production side as well 
to the extent that some of our customers have a Patreon tier that is asking their listeners to sponsor their their subscription to Squadcast because they want to invest in the quality of that production because they're the benefactor of it. You know, and uh, and we even have some more far out ideas that uh, I think we shared on a webinar last month um, where we plan to add a, a kind of a, a, a private and a live audience experience on Squadcast. And that could be tied to, uh, you know, a Patreon offering of some kind where you're adding value for your listener once it's actually published in um, in kind of the, the Casto side of the equation, but also in the kind of raw production like you would have with the studio audience for, you know, other mediums that, that we've seen. Not with like anything corny, like a laugh track or anything like that, but, you know, um, being able to have a private audience experience, ac- earlier access to that content and the unedited kind of raw version of it, I think that'll, you know, really help drive that that form of engagement. I think that, for me, I, I think about and talk about listener and kind of community engagement around your podcast a lot. And honestly, it's something I struggle with. It, it, you know, we we produce this podcast. I have another podcast that's kind of my personal story about you know me as an entrepreneur and as in business uh, and travel. And and we have two hundred and fifteen episodes in that one. And this one's coming up on forty episodes. And I have to say, in both of them, I feel like the community on a day to day basis is really. I say weak. On a day-to-day basis, the community is not where I would like it to be. I, I go to conferences I and people kind of it's important. Yeah, and people people know me and know me from my podcast, and that's cool. But I don't hear that on a regular basis, and I think that's kind of like you're talking about, Zach. Like one of the fundamental challenges of podcasting. I don't think it's a drawback. It's just a challenge. Is we talk, people listen, and in a lot of cases, that's it. There's there's nothing else, and it's not a webinar or a Facebook group or a live chat or certainly like an in-person thing and to go into a church, you know, Sunday afternoon meetup group or whatever. I, I think talking about innovation, if somebody can crack that in an easy, convenient, cool way for one-to-one or one-to-many two-way dialogue, that would really be something. Um, I, I don't know if that's, you guys have any thoughts about that? Well, it's it's for sure, you know, a challenge and and therefore an opportunity. So that's that's very much how we choose to see it. And, um, you know, that being a forcing function for innovation and creativity. And that's, you know, we've seen that cycle play out in podcasting and in other areas within technology or just, uh, you know, content in general. So I do think that that is, uh, you know, kind of a slice of the podcast ecosystem that that is you know, relatively unexplored. And I think there is probably, um, you know, probably some real big opportunities there. Same is true for discoverability. I think, you know, that's one of the things that a lot of people kind of, you know, OG, original generation of, of podcasters, some of them will tell you, oh, it's a solved problem. You know, it's never been easier, all of those things. And those that is true. But I also don't think it's a zero-sum game where it's like, okay, now we're done and we figured it out. Like this uh, is... A medium of the web and therefore technology so nothing's ever done you know and uh and i think that there's real opportunities because podcasting is evolving yes but also the technology is evolving as well so i mean even in the amount of time podcasting has existed when when podcasting first started uh deep neural nets didn't exist they just didn't and now they do so that alone you know you you can't kind of I can't take that seriously to say, oh, you know, discoverability is a solved problem. Well, it's like 
maybe it was given kind of all of the possibilities at that point in time, but there are new pieces on the board. And I think that's really kind of what's going to open up some doors in that regard. Rock, did you have anything else you wanted to add to kind of the technology evolution and kind of uh, community part of what we were talking about? Well, I just thought it was interesting what you said that like, you know, as podcasters, we, we talk into this microphone, you know, we, we do everything we can to make that content engaging and fresh and, and on a regular schedule. And then we put it out there and people listen to it. And, and a lot of times, especially in the indie podcasters, they, you know, they don't really know for quite some time. And uh, if anyone's listening, unfortunately, until they like stop or get off schedule or take a hiatus and, and then people are like, but wait, I, I really wanted that. And it's like, you know, we hear this quite often where they didn't know anybody was listening until they stopped, you know? And so I think, you know, to your point, Craig, that's there's there's got to be a better way to to, you know, give give the podcaster feedback because um, you know at least uh, comedians they get that you know as scary as it is to be you know doing stand up at least they get that feedback right away like oh that that joke sucked or was offensive or whatever um, you know podcasters a lot of it's just you kind of uh, tinkering in the lab and and seeing you know uh, you know different uh, changes in, in, in your download numbers or maybe your social media or stuff like that. But, um, you know, other than that, and there's nothing like hearing it from your audience, you know, like, which I know is very special, but yeah. So if there's any way we, you know, the three of us can cook up a way to, to, to help that out. I think, I think we'd be doing podcasters a a big service because one of the things that was interesting when we first started off was creating a business to, you know, help podcasters, but like podcasting didn't have a lot of money in the industry back then. And, And relatively speaking, it still doesn't. So, you know, it's like we, we're betting that the industry would grow and that there would be more money and that the the folks that we're servicing would be getting some sort of compensation, whether indirectly or directly from the podcast, but that they would see it as a beneficial uh, endeavor to them and worth the effort. So I think, you know, apps like Patreon and, and, and what, what y'all are working on. I think that, that that's it. it makes me extremely optimistic because we were always like, you know, how are we going to get these people paid, man? Like, yeah, we want to help them with their show and help them get better. But, you know, we kind of got a charge to do it. Like we can't give them a free. We just, you know, we weren't in the mm, interested yeah. in doing something for free. Um, and the, because then there's a lot of other things that come with that. Like, you know, then we'd have to go and raise money and we wouldn't have this independence that we value so much. So, you know, there's a lot of decisions being made, but uh, it's it's very encouraging to see that you know there are ways for podcasters to you know make money and and you know it makes me i do wonder though like did we shoot ourselves in the foot by making this stuff for free to begin with you know like or is this just we got to get creative like you are craig where you're like okay here's the the start and then uh behind this door is is even more that you're gonna want and and it's better (laughs) so i'm just thinking out loud yeah no for sure i mean we talk internally and with customers a lot about like the the analogies the easy analogies are uh, are either blogging or YouTube for sure. for this kind of like how how do you make a, a a profession out of being a podcaster and and neither of those are are an exact fit to to what this is one because the medium is decentralized right so it's more like podcasting in that way or more like blogging in that way right but it's not a written medium so there's things more like YouTube but not all podcasts are in one place so that's not like not yet. I think Spotify is could could get there. I think that all podcasts could be on Spotify, and that's the place where most people listen at some point. Mm. But but it's not there yet. So yeah, I think I think it kind of like Zach was saying, it does require creativity because the the problems are unique to podcasting, and the opportunities are unique as a result. So so we're recording this here at the end of April. 
2020 and coronavirus has been changing all of our worlds for the last couple of months. What are you guys seeing uh, kind of from your perspective inside Squadcast in terms of what, what's going on with, with podcasting as it relates to coronavirus? I think, I think lots of things are, are happening as a result of this. And we're in a bit of a surreal position because the world is changing rapidly and dramatically for lots of people in negative ways and, and in some new positive ways. Um, I think it's still a little bit too seen, too quick to, to see some of those things come to life. But the fact that it's a bit of a juxtaposition is, is a bit weird. I don't know how else to put it. But, you know, there, there are some rays of sunshine here. And that's really where being founders of, of tech companies were inherently optimistic, I think. Uh, I think that's just a common trait that I've seen um, in us and in other founders. So the thing that I'm most grateful for in this whole experience, uh, we actually featured in a case study and, and did a write-up on our blog, was being able to help the distribution of new medical information and a new podcast to be started called uh, Pediatricia Intensiva, which is about pediatric intensive care. And it was slated to be started like later this year. And they ramped it up quicker because they, uh, you know, had th this coronavirus situation broke out. And they knew people in Bergamo, Italy, in northern Italy, doctors that were working under quarantine and got an interview lined up and set up Squadcast and recorded that that conversation um, within a matter of days and then got their podcast launched. And it was a huge launch for them. They had like a couple, you know, like 20 something thousand listens to their first episode. It was bananas uh, for them and amazing that we can play any kind of small part in that. So I did not, in my kind of wildest imagination, see us helping with a global pandemic in some small way at all. So I'm tremendously grateful to kind of play a small role in that to empower those creatives to get their stories out there. And in that case, you know, who knows? It's hard to measure, but hopefully that, you know, the spread of that information rapidly through podcasting to other doctors who aren't necessarily on the front lines like those were and those doctors were in Italy that that's incredible to me. Um, so being able to help podcasters stay productive and maintain high quality content production while they're in this quarantine self-isolation -isola um, kind of world is very humbling to us. And we're, we're grateful that we had any kind of head start. And, um, you know, our technology was ready for that. It was ready for that scale, uh, thankfully. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just incredibly grateful that we can help people keep podcasting in these uh, kind of strange times that we find ourselves in. So uh, that being, you know, with kind of new, new partnerships, new relationships, um, we're also not slowing down at all internally as our product development is, is ramping up. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited about our roadmap. And some of those things even go further and, and make it, um, make it even more engaging experience to have these remote conversations recorded on Squadcast. And one example is screen share. That was something that we'd always seen as kind of a nice to have feature. It's something you'd kind of expect from like a video conferencing, but it didn't really make a ton of sense on Squadcast because we don't want to distract people. But, you know, as we're 
um, as we're doing more and more of these uh, remote interviews, it became clear that that would help people be more productive and kind of open up some creative potential. So that's right around the corner. And uh, I'm really, really excited about some of the things that we have coming, including video recording. It's another form of content that uh, creatives struggle with to, to achieve that high quality from anywhere in the world. So still pushing, you know, forward in, in a, in a, you know, really rapid pace and, and being a technology company, that's kind of what we need to be best at, but it's, it's just incredible to me that we can help in these crazy times. How about you? Yeah. From my end, we, uh, we're seeing a lot of the, the same, uh, for our users, I'll say we, we're seeing a lot of people coming in to start podcasts now. I think that people have a lot to say that they're going through different feelings and emotions and experiences and a lot of people want to share that i would i would guess that blogging and youtubing is is up in a similar way and and similarly to what's been reported from others in the industry we're seeing a, a decrease in listenership and for for both new and existing podcasts and i think it has to do with the the change in listeners behavior um so people aren't commuting they're not going to the gym they're not even able to walk the dog in in a lot of cases right there's confinements that people can't leave their building other than go to the grocery once a week. And so I think, you know, the, the end listeners' lives have changed so much, and that's just carried over to to how it's affecting the consumption of the medium. But I think, kind of like you said, Zach, I feel very fortunate, well, personally and for our team, I feel very fortunate that our work lives have not been affected much. Yeah, That's great. But But even more so, I think I feel really proud that we're enabling all these people that are coming in to, to start new podcasts to share what they're doing and how they're feeling, things like companies starting private podcasts with us to to share their message with their teams because they can't see them and they need a way to to communicate those things. Yeah, I feel really fortunate that that we're in a position to to continue working and provide value to to the community in a lot of different ways that I didn't expect three months ago. And if I could uh, piggyback on that, um, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately and, and you know, Zach and I talk about it a lot too uh, lately. You know, there was really two hypotheses. The, the, how do you say that plural? Uh, there's multiple hypotheses. <laughs> two of them uh, was 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 Squadcast. One of them we, I think we talk about a lot, and one of them we don't as much. But it was more like a, a subconsciously thing, subconscious thing that Zach and I just think we're on the same page with. Uh, so the first hypothesis is that like podcasting is 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 going to grow and become a thing and more people are going to want to start podcasts. And like our original thought was, you know, a lot of people listen to their shows or they have a great conversation talking about something. They're like, we should start a podcast. And we thought, okay, well, Squadcast can help people do that. The other one that I think were that for me, the coronavirus situation is kind of accelerating is this hypothesis that the world will be uh, collaborating in a more remote fashion. And that will be, you know, like uh, just in, and Zach and I had already done it in our previous professions before Squadcast. So I think that's why him and I were kind of on the same page of like having a remote team wasn't really a big discussion for us because we already were used to working that way and knew we could do it and wanted to build a remote team because we saw the benefits of it, even though we both do live in the same location in the Bay Area, you know, because we see the benefits of being out in the, the hub here like that. But, you know, it was really that, that that people are going to produce content remotely 
And they're going to want the quality to be high too, because that was the other missing thing was the quality wasn't high. So, you know, we really see ourselves as the remote content production platform and really feel like we're building a new category here. And I just feel like the coronavirus is kind of just accelerating that a little bit. I don't necessarily feel good about that, but that is kind of the bet that we placed is that the world is going to be collaborating more remotely. We want to be that platform for them to, to create that content in the highest quality possible. And, um, you know, and it's something that I, I, you know, I think it's the less sexy of our hypotheses. I mean, podcasting, it's awesome. It's fun. It's creative. You know, we're helping so many people, uh, you know, we're helping from the Eric Hunleys who started their show pretty much with us to now we're helping out like Jordan Harbinger with his show. So, and all the people in between, right. And then now helping out networks and stuff. So people are now needing to record remotely more, more than ever. And so we're just super grateful that, you know, we're here and we can help them stay connected, stay in contact and keep their, their uh, productions on schedule. Awesome. I think that's a cool place to wrap up guys. Um, so Squadcast FM for folks who want to check it out again, it's the tool we use. It's wonderful. And I really appreciate you guys coming on the show to, to chat with us. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thank, Thank you so you, much, Craig. Craig. Appreciate it.